I'm your host, Tyler Wood, and I'm joined by my co-host, A.J. Van. And you're listening to On The Grid. We'd like to welcome you all back to our Chelco podcast. We are fortunate enough to start this podcast with a great two-part subject that deals with a recent trip made by three of our linemen as a part of the electrification project conducted and shepherded by NRECA International. In this pod and the previous pod, we talk about a trip to Guatemala, which is a continuation of those efforts by NRECA International. The electrification project has seen countless numbers of volunteers across many states and cooperatives aid in the lighting up the world and many foreign nations and continents. For more information, please go to nrecainternational.coop. Just to recap, in part one, we spoke with three of our very own linemen from the Chelco Cooperative, Jason Price, Ricky Brazel, and Derek Tabor, and we spoke about their trip to Guatemala, some of the qualifications that led to them going on this trip, and some of the differences on the day-to-day basis that they saw between Guatemala and their normal lineman work here in the States. As we get into part two, we'll move away from some of the day-to-day work that our linemen were doing down there and learn more about some of the fun stuff they got to do while they weren't working. For those of you who have not heard part one and only the recap, we encourage you to go back and listen to part one. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. So shifting a little bit away from the actual work, what were some of the things you got to do and experience in Guatemala when you weren't actually working? A couple of guys um, wanted to go see the um, Pacific. Pacific, I I didn't even know that we were – I mean, I knew we were close. We were to it over there. But anyway, they wanted to go over and see the beach. You know, we went across the mountain and come down and went over to the coastline. We're going down the road, and all of a sudden, it come to a dead end, and we get it was two trucks to the um, little bar, little ferry type deal. Uh, we rode it for, I think, ten miles down a river, and we picked up the road, the highway again. They said, well, even the time that that took, it still, you know, that saved a couple of hours in driving time, and you know, just little neat things like that, and to see uh, different parts of of, um, of Guatemala, of the culture of the people that, that varied. Like I said, to drive in and out of the project, I mean, that was an experience in itself. Every day, it's like an arcade game. Jalapa was, I think you could say, uh, built, um, I'm not sure how to, to say it, but it was built like a city block, uh, not city blocks, but uh, like just little city city squares. Um, the streets were narrow. Um, sidewalks were really, really narrow on the side of the buildings. Um, but each one of those buildings, they represented, might have been somebody's house or it might have been a store. You go along. There's a roll-up door being rolled up in the morning, and it's and that's all it is. It's just a, a hollow room with somebody cooking in there. Or the next one is a shop, like two said. Or the next one is it might be a tire store or something like that. Yeah, or the next may be a meat market. And you look and see see open. some high sides of beef hanging Hang. into it, and the next yeah. one besides it, they selling caskets. I mean, <laughs> you know never I mean? know. And, and like, but but inside that was something yeah. that threw us off. Inside, uh, in the top of the hotel, the top of the hotel had the highest point in the city. And we found it was like a like a bell tower, like a bell tower. And we climbed up there. You could, you could had a way to climb up there. It was safe. Climbed up there, and uh, we videoed from up there and looked across the whole city at night. And oh, uh, you can't not say something about fireworks. Um, as we were going through town, there was fires burning. Not like and I'm not like bonfires. There was like it was like trash fires. Like you had took a bag of trash, maybe that big, and set it on fire. So what a bag of trash would look like on fire, just burning that small. But we started noticing this and it just didn't i mean what is going on we didn't see this before we didn't see it any other night we noticed trash burning or burning something burning 
I'm saying trash, but it, but I'll realize what it is in a minute. And so we start on the way back. On the way back, there's fireworks going on. You're just driving through this narrow street, and here comes there's a bottle rocket. <laughs> Goes flying right across the hood of the truck. Well, they're setting them off on the side sidewalks on the side of the street, and you have more of these fires. Come to find out that that was December 7th was that day, and it's what they call the day of the devil. And that day is when they take whatever is in their homes, whatever items they have that they feel are associated with the devil, with, with Satan, and they burn it. And burn there the are devil. fires everywhere. Now, the fireworks, yes, but they're kind of playing off on the, they're kind of commercializing, I guess, if you will, on the fireworks. The kids are, you know, outside in the street playing. That was another thing. That was a whole nother um, level of, of, I guess, heightened awareness. You had to be looking at everything. And when, when Ricky mentioned, don't stick your arm out the window, that's not as, you can't stress that enough. I always said everybody that, had driving rules over everybody who no, rode a motorcycle. Like, no, <laughs> no it's, it, but, it was that kind of stuff. It was like you kid again, you know, let's just, well, let's just fast as I can go. And oh, it was it was it, it was, was, it was, it was amazing. I mean, because they could <laughs> they could uh, maneuver a four way stop and never had a wreck. I mean, was it was, I, saw. I seen some places they was they had had a wreck. We never saw the wreck. but I never saw the wreck. Never seen nobody have a wreck. I weren't back in the states twenty four hours and I seen three wrecks and had a, <laughs> and somebody shipped me a bird. I mean, and, uh, they uh, talk about culture. Yeah, right? yeah. But you know what? Well, uh, I mean, what I'm getting at is everybody, they tooted the horn or whatever they, they called it, you know, blowed the horn, but it was just one time, and it was saying hello. Whistling, and, whistling. And nobody, nobody got aggravated if you cut them off mm-hmm. or if you pulled in front of one. You know, it was it, it was wide open. It was uh, organized chaos. But they would toot a honk horn. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't. They, yeah, like, yeah. Now, they might get upset if you didn't blow the horn out. <laughs> that That's was what, like saying, what our translator uh, yeah, yeah. said. Minor, he says, hey, he said, when you pass somebody, toot your horn there. Just let them know that uh, so I was saying thank you or hello. Everything oh, the, went up and down that road. Oh, yeah, they, that. No, they call them the chicken buses, which was yeah, a uh, – uh, Those were awesome. Yeah, it, all it was a uh, uh, pimped-out school bus. <laughs> 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 it looked like a I mean, really. tree coming down I mean, it, yeah, it looked like – Bright. Like, like a Christmas bright, tree, bright red. Well, that was the well, other thing. Different colors, yeah, but they had chrome and they had okay. all kind of lights and they had tassels hanging decked off the out. dash. It was decked out. I mean, it was, and that was a um, basically a taxi mm-hmm. that they stopped around and picked everybody up up and down the road on, coming in and out of the village and carried them to town. That's how how they um, a lot of the people uh, commuted. Coming and, and you know, just like you talking about providing us electricity, most of them they. Uh, they got their food daily to cook every day because there's no way to keep it. But now with electricity, they'll be able to have a, hopefully get a small refrigerator that they can put in there. And they like there again, we've changed their bedtime, and now we've now we've changed now we've changed eating time. Or they can cook more quantity in one day, and they don't have to do so much the next day if they have if it is harvest season and they're working longer hours. They they stay you know they might can cook longer one day and. Mm-hmm. And have leftovers, or it's just just things that we take for granted. No, you don't think about on on such a small scale. That's a big scale for them. Exactly, it's changed the whole process of their daily life. I, it's hard to fathom it. It really is because I'm on that side of the fence that Ricky's talking about, where I grew up with it. 
I remember my dad tells me when his mom remembers when they threw the pole off in the yard, when REA was coming through and building a line to, to, to be on this side of the fence, so to say, so to speak, it's hard to think like that, to think like to, to, to be a part of that generational gap, I guess that is, that is fixed to be tied together by that line that we built. Ronaldo's mama, Roni's mama, has never had power in her house, never had electricity, but she has never had the ability to just go over and flip a switch, and it's there. The possibilities are completely, I don't, I don't want to say limitless, but the window of opportunity is just wide is. open you, you now. Don't, but it is. We don't, we don't know. And, and how we yeah. talk about it, yeah, how we talk about it here, and I've done it. I mean, Ricky may attest to this. My own lights have went out. My own lights, my own power has went out, and the phone rang at the same time, and them calling me to come into work. What did I just do? I walked up there and flipped my own light switch, trying to turn my lights on. <laughs> because why? As Rick said, I grew up with it. I am, am spoiled, really. I am. I am, well, I am well, speaking you know, you think the, about You think about a, a six- or an eight-year-old or – at the flip of a switch, they can turn darkness off. No, to add to that, you remember uh, the. Let's not forget about the yard lights. Oh yeah, Ricky yeah. mentioned the. Would you uh, the bedtime uh, bedtime uh, change? Oh yeah, we changed our bedtime. But I mean, but they can be outside. Oh, there's a there's a yard light at that village at the end of the, two of the west line. Two of them. That's right. Yeah, now they can they can walk you know multiple places and by having the um, outdoor light. What was the best food? That you ate on the entire trip. I ate street tacos. I yeah. ate street tacos. What'd you eat, too? Um, Did I jump at that too quick? They were hey, good. Man, they I, were good. I, I, you had your answer ready. They were good. Yeah, they they were good. We, I think he'd read, we, I think I'll, he'd read I'll, ahead a little I'll, bit. No, I'll finish that. We One night we walked to a restaurant. It did not look like a restaurant on the outside. When you walked inside a couple of rooms and you walk out into a courtyard, when you walked out, you know, there was a courtyard. It's open yeah. air. You know, patio umbrellas, music playing, big screen TVs, and the food is just off the charts, just unbelievable. Um, we went to two places like that while we yeah. were in Jalapa. We've talked about the, the foods uh, at the uh, – because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I had no idea what we were going to eat. I had no clue. Um, like I said earlier on, we didn't go without. We did not go without. Everything was orchestrated through NRECA they had the they had in the hotel they had the meal plan laid out and but uh there was a couple of nights we were we were spoiled at, I mean like, as usual like always uh, as as we found out um David uh, lined us up or I should say Eric through David lined us up a couple of nights out where we did not eat at the hotel we actually went to uh some restaurants in Jalapa and like I said, when you when you when we walked off the street, as I was totally blown away by what we walked into. It would have been, I don't know how do I, how would I say, it, uh, you could walk like a Longhorns here or um, something like a not a Texas Roadhouse, maybe not with all the TVs and stuff, but I mean just the accommodations inside. It was very comfortable. There I mean, it was a TV, there was music, it was uh, air conditioning. Um, you know, there's hand sanitizer. You know, when you walk in the door, automated dispenser. It was just really. A, a night and day change from the outside, the city, the streets, and and what we had been seeing day to day to day. That one night we had stuffed jalapeno peppers. We had 
Uh, they did bring us tamales. They brought us uh, asparagus. They brought us steak. They, I mean, um, the, everything and anything you could have ordered here was there. Uh, maybe made just a little bit differently. Might have tasted just a little bit differently, but it was it was great. But I do have to say, the last night we were in Jalapa, we were on our way to get some street food. And on the way, we, we say to Clay Boys, but from Clay Electric, uh, Matt and, and, and Damien and, and uh, Punch, they had went in this, it, it like what, what do women call them, a boutique, a little small little places, like a little very shop. small shop, maybe like this room or something. It's not very big. And uh, he mentioned it. He said, we got to go there. Okay. Well, they, they had went there the week before, and they'd bought some shirts. Well, their shirts were like what do you call knockoffs here. It was a Western shirt, and it said Ariat, which is a brand here. Like our pants we wear, our FR pants, some of us wear. But it said Arios with an H <laughs> on the end of it. And Damien just had to have one. We came back to the hotel that night, and he had one. I said, man, it looks sharp. We was all messing with him, you know, and going on. Well, he said, we got this night, later on, towards the end of the project, last night in Hoppe. He said, we got to go there. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. I want to go. So it was me, Tanner, Ryan, and the three clay boys was there. When Matt, and Matt's tall, to describe him a little bit, he's very tall, dark complexed, tall guy. He walks in, I don't even know this a door, but he walks in there and, and, and you hear this, I don't know how to describe it, uh, it's voices, they're ecstatic, they're almost screaming, and it's girls, it's female voices, and they're just hollering and carrying on, excited. So they had bought some shirts, right, prior to us walking in there this night. So we're walking in there, and when we left, I bought I bought a shirt. Uh, Tanner bought one. Damien bought a couple. But what she said was really, really got to me. She said that the money that we spent that night and the money they spent the night prior to that was more money than they would have made in, I think it was like seven, eight months. And the money that we spent, I mean, she 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 didn't tear up. She, just, she was just blown away. To me, to me, it was not... To me, it was not that big a deal, and and it was neat to have. It was neat, some little takeaway, you know, to, to to take away from that. Because Jalapa was not like Guatemala City or no. Antigua, where we no. went as a tourist destination. No, you know, they had a lot of um, gift shops and things. It was just everyday living, you know, no. and it, it, they had some hard living that goes on over there. Um, but Jalapa was just real life Guatemala. I know I'm running around my answer to, to, to the answer, but now I'll let I'll get, Ricky can get to his. For that night, and we went out of that store, and we ate, and we went right around because we still want to eat some food. And I, we want to eat some street tacos where they went. And when Ricky mentioned the, the meat that they would hang on that, that uh, it was like a uh, uh, aluminum shaft, and they would shave that meat off. It was cooked, and they would shave that meat off. And then you had your fixings right out. Your toppings and all were sitting right outside. And so I ate for like $3. I had two street tacos. Um a pork, and um, and 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 they just hand them over to you. And Dave was right in front of me, one of the boys from Clay. He was right. I said, "What are we doing?" He said, "I'm fixing to get every one of these." And they were just little aluminum pans, like you'd have in a, a warming tray here, mm-hmm. aluminum, aluminum pans. And he went right. I said, "Okay, I'm right behind him." I mean, I wanted I wanted to try it. And now yeah, they warned us that we were warned, you know, about yeah, not eating, eating some of the street food. Street but, food, but, but it was that was cooked. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't feel but, bad about that. Some of the guys was you know they had walked, you know looked at it. Uh, a couple nights before, mm-hmm. you know, that they had tried it and yeah. seen how they prepared it. So it was, it weren't just cut off, it had been hanging all day long and it was actually refried again in a, mm-hmm. a hot skillet right there to, and brought the temperature and 
it was very, it's very, that, very, very well. That was mine. Uh, that was my. That I mean, it I mean, there was a lot of good food, but that was mine. I mean, I'll let Ricky take his. <laughs> that that right well, there for me was. I'm gonna say good. mine. I mean, I, I, that was that was all good. All of it. The first couple of days, first three days. I mean, like the fried plantain. I know. I never had one in my life. I reckon that was pretty good. Fifteen days later, not so good. <laughs> but what what is a plantain? I, I guess it's a fried sure. banana. Oh, it's like a banana. banana. But, okay, yeah. <clears throat> it don't look like a banana. <clears throat> Excuse no? me. Real sweet, but very good. The first three days, <clears throat> the best stuff there was. I didn't know I was going to get it for seventeen days. Right, <laughs> but probably pizza. We had pizza one night. Uh, I think it was. Um, Little Caesar's pizza. It tasted more like home than anything that I had, even from the – we had fried chicken, baked chicken, and I love chicken. Four is just a taste of home. I like pizza, but not a big fan of it. But, no, it, I was a big fan that night. If you had to pick just one moment or experience that you'll never forget from the trip, what would that be to you? The The first day when we got there on the village, the village is up – where, where we park at, it's, it's on a pretty good elevation of the village. And these these kids, they all met us down there, greeted us, and we met everybody. Well, we went to go up the hill to look at the job and see how the, everything's laid out. And Well, these kids took off running and beat us up there. And as we're going up there, one of these, this little house made of mud, and there's a square window, and three little girls are sitting there looking out the window. And I'd say that that's probably going to – it's always going to stick with me because it reminded you of why you was there. For me, I, I don't want to jump ahead or nothing, but to me, the experience of the trip was um, several. I mean, it just stands out. I guess the um, – just the gratitude, I, I guess, of everybody. But the faces of the kids, working with all them guys, that that's, that's – a that was the friendship that we made there. It was just all one big, um, great memory. I mean, for just having one, I mean, I, I guess I could go look through the pictures and, and try to pick out one, but just one that stands out is just just the people. Mine started when I raised my hand the first time Steve asked that question, and it ended on Ronnie's mama's front porch. All the things that culminated to that point where she said what she said. And I realized that at that moment, I learned something about myself as a human, that I'm not the only one on the planet. I'm not the only one that's went without something. I'm not the only one that's lived without something. But I have been able to give somebody or provide something with the talents and the abilities that I have that they might not otherwise have. For that, for 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 the very reason that we were there, um, that's that's my highlight. That's being able to go, being able to um, be provided a way to go and do something for somebody else that doesn't have what I have. That that moment right there, when 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 my heart changed, then and and it still is. That that's that's the highlight of my trip. And you really, I can't put it into words, except that that was that was a very defining moment for me, for me myself. This has been the highlight of your career. This has topped my career off. It's topped mine off. 
I mean, no doubt, I, no doubt, my career, what I've done, been able to do, and fortunate to do a, a few things, but it's just being able to do this and go there because I may not never be able to go out of the country again and absolutely do this. I hope I do. You know, That's but but, it, but so but so far, it this is this is top. It's top my career. Well, if you've stuck around this long, we want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast, and we look forward to having you tune in to next month's episode of On the Grid. We sell snowbirds and vacationers and all those spring breakers, farmers and rural houses, rustic homesteaders. We serve the AFB and we're owned by our members, and it is our mission to make their lives better. Chilco, Chilco, make the electricity flow. Chilco, Chilco, from the Gulf to Alabama, you know. No matter where you go, it's Chilco, Chilco, Chilco.